0: So I've just started recording again. John's not here to speak with me, but I just wanted to bring up an important an important rambling that I've been thinking about. And I think it's in this episode in particular. I was worried there wouldn't be quite enough rambling to pad things out properly. So I thought adding in this extra one would be very important. And it's my thought on what it means to have a Christmas special to begin with. This all began with the idea of the, the absurdity that would be the Ulysses Christmas special. Ulysses uh, being the, the James Joyce novel. And they like, why is why is it so ridiculous for some things to have Christmas specials and so natural for other things to have Christmas specials? And after some consideration of it, the decision I came to is that the, the real dividing line is that things that have a Christmas special don't have anything to say. There's no, there's, there's nothing to, if you, if you are watching a show and that show has a Christmas special, that is the most transparent indicator that what you're watching is just, it's, it's just nothing. Because if a, if a show, if something, if some sort of product has something that it wants to communicate to you, why on earth would it take up both its time and yours just sort of diverging off real quick into some sort of you know, saccharine topical tale of entertainment? You, know, you, think, you think Breaking Bad... Had a Christmas special, how would a Christmas special have felt in Breaking Bad? Just you know, you've got you've got every 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 one of those five seasons, one of the episodes, they just break off from the main plot to sort of talk about how Walt or Walter Jr. or Hank, they're just they're learning the spirit of Christmas, you know? No, you don't see you don't see Christmas specials in those sorts of real narrative content. You see them in The Simpsons, right? And in Bob's Burgers. Seinfeld, probably. Friends, I bet. These sorts of shows. And I, you know, I, I sound very, very derisive here. It's because I'm drunk. But there's, there's, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with a show that has nothing to say, right? It's a, it's a form of entertainment. It's a form of simple entertainment. But that's all it is. And it's. I think it's important that we understand the sort of absurdity in the fact that all of these shows that purport to teach us some lesson about Christmas, they are the shows which we absolutely cannot trust to teach us anything because they are shows which exist solely to propagate themselves. Solely... as a a commercial investment, as a mechanism to generate profit. And maybe that's the meaning of Christmas, right? The meaning of Christmas is some sort of opportunistic infection which comes in when you lack the moral character or the intellectual fortitude to have anything worth saying. Anything at all. It's just when there's nothing left. You can always bring out the jingle bells and the fucking fat jolly man, and just everybody will feel good, right? They'll all feel good about the fucking Christmas special. (laughs) Merry Christmas.
1: Hello! Welcome back to ASMR Quest, listeners! I am a very merry, a very Christmassy host. Wait, shit, that's not what I, <laughs> what I wanted to say is, I'm Christmas John.
0: <laughs> ho ho <Nailed> ho! <laughs> Hello there, Art Christmas John, I'm Santa Claus.
1: Wow, Santa Claus! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to to have you on the podcast quite yet. Well, I was actually I, expecting... expect, I was expecting to have you on the podcast. Oh, I just expected you to be on a, the other end of the Skype
0: call. <laughs> oh, I was Preempted. And it's you know what? So I mean, here's you know here's the truth. First off, I am I am still or I used to be Ian. Um, it's not like I've been Santa Claus the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um the basic situation that I found myself in I'm not sure if you've seen the blockbuster sensation um it's I actually don't know the name of the movie but it's the one where the man becomes Santa Claus after he kills Santa Claus
1: Uh do you mean the Santa Claus
0: The Santa Claus yes the <laughs> Santa Claus John it turns out that movie was real And it turns out that I killed Santa Claus, and now I am Santa Claus. Uh Ian, have
1: you just confessed to murder on our podcast? Well, you know, here's a
0: here's one interesting question, John. Um is it murder if it's Santa Claus? I think you'll find that most (laughs) most judges will probably not convict you for the murder of the Santa Claus. Because it turns out that he's not real. Well,
1: I guess we don't have Santa Claus on this episode of ASMR Quest then, if, uh, he's not real.
0: Well, no, so, but I mean, the, so the oh. thing is, like, he, you know, no judge is gonna convict you of murdering him because he's not real, but also, it's, it's a sort of cruel irony, right? Because, you know, the, the prosecutor wants to convict you of murdering Santa Claus, but by the time the actual sort of, like, day comes, and, like, you show up in court, guess what? You're Santa Claus now. And, <laughs> and doesn't the prosecutor look foolish, claiming that, like, what, Santa Claus has killed himself or something? <laughs> Wait, so, so, but you also
1: said Santa Claus isn't real. I'm, I'm having trouble understanding how Santa Claus isn't real, but also you've killed Santa Claus
2: and our Santa Claus.
0: Have you ever watched Claus? the movie The Santa Claus? I have. Did, in, but Santa in, Claus in is definitely movie. real in that movie. But okay, but so I've never watched. A lot of people believe he's not real, but yeah, he is precisely. real. So like so, in, you say, like, so
1: you're saying the judges believe he's not
0: yeah, real? Yeah. The judges believe he's not real, and moreover, I think maybe the more interesting point. I wish I hadn't gotten the point that judges don't believe he's not real because we all know that. But that's yeah, you know, that's sort of. A sort of trite. I think what's more interesting is again <laughs> the fact that if you become Santa Claus when you kill him you can't ever be convicted of killing <laughs> Santa Claus because he's not dead, he's you. <laughs> if anything Santa Claus killed you by subsuming <laughs> your identity that's in a, his Mary Hive mind. That's a, a poignant point. <laughs> it truly is. That's one that I think we're gonna really dig deep on uh, I think I'm really episode. gonna
1: try to i'm gonna try to use poignant point more often
0: well let me tell you john it's it's not a phrase that i've heard particularly regularly
1: yeah it's kind of redundant i think you can generally <laughs> just say that's very poignant mm-hmm. but i i think i prefer saying that's a poignant point
0: it's a poignant <laughs> it point really down. <laughs> it sure <laughs> does um also it's really making me wonder what does poignant like so i know what poignant means right but like what is it like is it like french for point or something also, I guess I didn't know what poignant meant. Poignant huh. it means evoking a keen sense of sadness or regret. What? <laughs> yeah. Or the archaic form, sharp or pungent in taste or smell. Wow. So two sort of surprising things. First off, I've been wrong about poignant this whole time. So I, I feel it, like, it, like it seems like it, it's more of a perversion of pungent than anything else. I I I suspect that
1: that definition is outdated because i have never heard it used in that way like i've only ever heard it used in the way that i used it which is to mean very like sort of on point Mm -hmm. uh or
0: um so let's see i guess uh merriam webster i'm going in here now the the first definition actually is pungently pervasive Um, what the second definition though there's there's those of two forms of it painfully affecting the feelings or designed to make an impression which is i think the the sense in which we use it yeah okay or being to the point is part of the third definition Hmm. so i guess that it does the 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 definition of point that we use to dig deeper does encompass the ways in which we use it but it does not appear to be the primary uses of the word Which I, again, disagree with, because it definitely is the primary use. Mm -hmm. But again, I think we've strayed from the poignant here a little bit. Uh, (laughs) And then I am now Santa Claus, and let me tell you a few things about being Santa Claus.
1: Okay, I'd Um, like to hear them.
0: So again, so I never watched the movie The Santa Claus. You've never seen it? No, I've not seen it. Um, what? I, I've I've like, seen like it came like, clips out in the '90s and it's on TV all the fucking time. So I've seen clips of it on television. It's not like I've I have no clue what it's about right or anything. Okay. But, um, I I remember vividly the scene where Tim Curry or whoever is the Santa Claus.
2: What? <laughs> well, <okay. laughs> it's Tim Allen. Tim Allen.
0: Tim Curry. Tim what's the, the Toolman Taylor. Why, what does that mean?
1: What? It's Tim the Toolman seen... Taylor. Have you never seen Home
0: Improvement? No. What? <laughs> I've seen that, John. That show came out in literally the 1930s. That's <laughs> false. John, I'm Googling it right now. Um, When did Home Improvement start? Actually, it auto-completed to start for me. It says September 17, 1931. That wasn't my 60 years. <laughs>
2: Well, so anyway, it
0: might have started in the 30s, literally, but it did start before I was born. Okay, I but it—I was not yet conceived of. My my spermatozoa had yet to form, John, when Tim Allen, I guess, sort of started strutting on the scene. Okay,
1: but it it ran until 99, and it was in syndication a lot for a long time after that.
0: I mean, you're not wrong about that. I certainly did have many it's opportunities a, to see it on television. It's a very well-known show. Uh, yeah, but, but I'm shocked you haven't seen. it. So who's Tim um, Curry? <laughs> if not, if, if he's not the Santa Claus,
1: Tim Curry
0: is. Um, okay, that's Tim uh, Curry. Yeah,
1: yeah, eyes, he's eyes been making. You probably heard his name recently because he was in the. uh What was it? The, the the first It movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also in Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's mm-hmm. another big role of his, uh, and now I'm sort of going to show my Tim Curry ignorance because I don't really know that much more
0: about him. But I know Shameful, he's a big deal. John! How can you know, know so little about Tim Curry?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so Tim Allen is the star of The Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. He is, in fact, the Santa
0: Claus. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember <laughs> very much the scene where Tim Allen uh, gets fat, and it's like okay. it's it's some sort of strange thing, right? Because like he's he's sort of becoming grotesquely obese
2: mm-hmm.
0: with with great rapidity and he has no control over it. I always thought that was a sort of horrifying scene. Like a real <laughs> bit of a real bit of classic body horror, I think.
2: Yeah. Uh, in Western that's fair. cinema.
0: Um that doesn't happen to you when you when you become Santa Claus, I'm happy no. to say. Yeah, you you're looking very svelte. hmm uh-huh. Um what does happen is you realize um sort of the crushing responsibility um which is inherent <laughs> in being Santa Claus. Yeah, so
1: I guess also I, I would like to clarify, when did you become the Santa Claus? Oh, when did I become the Santa Claus?
0: Would have been about a week and a half ago, I think. Okay, yeah, that's an that's a bad time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I've had no no real time, no no sort of gentle onboarding period. Um turns out also so I I it took me a little while to realize that the person I had killed was Santa Claus. Mm. Um and so, by the time that I figured that out, the elves had all starved. Oh, they—they they don't feed themselves. They... No, no, that's part of that's part of the crushing responsibility of being the Santa Claus. That is—that's shocking. Put I was the elf, the elf kibbles out.
1: Um, I'd always sort of uh, been under the impression that they were sort of you know the same as like adult humans, uh, but just a little more whimsical.
0: So in many uh, ways they... they are, in many ways, okay. or they they were. I don't. All I have is sort of the various <laughs> diary entries and sort of video logs documenting <laughs> their their fascinating civilization um, before they all starved to death because I forgot to put out their elf kibbles. Well, you didn't know. It's, you
1: really yeah. can't blame yourself.
0: I, I, I mean I, I you're right that I can't blame myself. Uh, and yet oh boy, I, I sure do wish that I I hadn't done that.
2: Um, I
1: can certainly understand how you would feel the, the sort of The crushing blame, or how how you would feel that you're responsible. But again, I I really um, feel that you know, like you you didn't know. um, I, I I guess we do need to go back to how you you killed Santa Claus. That's something I don't actually
0: want to talk about. That's something that I like. That's one I can see how the blame could be on you. There. Well, you know, John. It's have you ever have you ever heard of the trolley problem, John?
1: (laughs) Yes. But, but please elaborate for our, our listeners, maybe they
0: don't know. well, so the trolley problem is an interesting um I had thought hypothetical situation <laughs> wherein you're you're sort of at a position to see that a trolley is sort of trundling on down a track which is just full of people um and there are sort of two versions of this of this hypothetical scenario. One of which is certainly a hypothetical scenario It says, "Well, okay, there's a switch that you have access to, and you can pull it, and that will divert the trolley to a different um, path. And in that path, there is one person, right? So it's basically, do you do you allow a whole crowd of people to die, or do you sort of pull the switch and actively kill this other person?" Um, and the sort of interesting
1: well, thing about, well, uh, I guess the, also the important thing is you—it is active, but it is indirectly active.
0: Yeah, it's as we will drive. get to with the the second yeah. scenario. because the interesting part of it is like uh, most people, when you pitch that to them, will say, "Well, okay, I'll pull the switch," right? Mm-hmm. Whether or not they'd actually do that is is a sort of another interesting point, but
2: in so general, they believe people... that
0: they would, and they say mm-hmm. they. Could. But then there's the other version. Well, okay, you're not by some some switch. Like, why would you buy be by a big trolley gate switch anyway? No, you're just standing. You can see the trolley, uh, and it just so happens that there's this great big fat person, sort of standing off to the side in front of the trolley and if you rush over and shove him real hard he'll tumble out in front of the trolley and he's so big and fat he's going to stop the trolley uh, sort of in its tracks <laughs> uh, and so you will you will. it's the same basic situation right Like if you if sort of think about it abstractly you are causing the death of one person in order to save the lives of many people but many fewer people will say that they will actually go out and they will shove the big fat person in front of um, the trolley
1: Audi- listeners i'm gonna let you in on a little secret right now i am not what i would describe as 100 percent sober
0: john that's outrageous <laughs> i'm outraged right now oh, i no. thought you were a business professional <laughs> here in our business venture wearing your delightful little little elfin costume. Which actually, oh, to thanks. me, yeah. is a little offensive right now, because, again, I'm still sort of getting over <laughs> the death of all the real elves. And <laughs> to see you wear this sort of, I would say macabre um, instantiation of their, their particular ethnic garb. Um, oh, no! It's triggering, nowadays, It's triggering.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Um... So I think this is a great opportunity to move into the indulgence corner, and I'd really like to take the indulgence corner this whole time. Oh no! So uh, yeah, I'd like to really take the indulgence corner back to its roots. Before the indulgence corner was about indulging our audience, it was about indulging ourselves, (laughs) and I would like to take a moment to talk about me. Okay, I really feel that over the last couple of days, I have maybe over the last like two months but especially the last couple of days i have transitioned into really being a hipster
2: mm-hmm.
1: i'd like to describe myself my my current physical appearance to the audience so uh over the last two months or so i've been growing out my beard um i don't know how i feel about it yet we can we can discuss my beard in more detail in a few moments okay but i i have a beard now uh I also just got a new pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh they are Ray-Bans. Uh I would say that they I are a... Ray-Bans made normal glasses. They do, yeah. Uh they are basically the same cut as their sunglasses. Um pretty much the only difference between like Ray-Ban sunglasses and my Ray-Ban uh regular glasses is they have a slightly uh smaller size to them uh and also i didn't get them with the shiny rhombuses on the front uh cuz well i feel like the shiny rhombuses look nice in sunglasses i think they're tacky on normal glasses mm. um listeners if you don't know what shiny rhombuses i'm talking about just look up some ray-bans and you'll know, uh, exactly know what shiny rhombuses i'm talking are about,
0: talking about if I'm being All right,
1: look up some ray-bans and there's the shiny rhombuses on the front
2: ray uh ray okay, so I've Romano. got a beard,
1: I've got some hipster glasses, and I think more importantly or really what brings it all together is I am currently wearing a an ironic Christmas sweater. I'm standing up so that Ian can see it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, so I've ironic, seen this one.
1: An, yeah, uh, it's an ironic Christmas sweater vest that I'm wearing as a tank top. <laughs> and then underneath this I have an ironic vaporwave tank top referencing a somewhat obscure podcast
0: (laughs) a couple of questions there john
1: oh wait wait one more detail Mm -hmm. uh i also have mildly hairy shoulders and a mildly hairy chest which like you know i'm not i'm no wolf man or anything but i feel like a little bit of chest hair and shoulder hair is very much contributing to the hipster look Mm -hmm. so a couple of questions yeah first off what is vaporware Vaporwave.
0: Vaporwave.
1: Uh, Vaporwave is a modern aesthetic that is sort of both spoofing and honoring and paying sort of tribute to, uh, computer aesthetic from the 80s and
0: 90s. Oh, actually, I'm looking at Vaporwave right now. I'm looking at Vaporwave. Turns out Vaporwave is, um, Deeply tied up with my personal favorite genre of music, um, which is chiptunes.
1: Yeah. So it, it is, yeah, it's an aesthetic. So it's, it's a fashion. It's a music. It's like, Oh
0: dear. So I'm a hipster then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I mean, Vaporwave is like pretty mainstream, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it is also a little hipster. Um, cause yeah, it's sort of like, it is both like, Deeply rooted in nostalgia for the 80s and 90s, but also a sort of ironic parody of the 80s and 90s.
0: Ooh, I like 2814. They're a band. <laughs> I'm not familiar with them. Yeah, I'm more familiar with the
1: sort of visual graphic design aspect mm-hmm. of Vaporwave than I am the
2: music.
0: Okay. Uh, so the second, the second question, and this is really more, uh, less of a question and more of I don't know, an accusation, a claim,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, a statement. I don't know that you could qualify your, your aesthetic as hipster. Um, I, Not so my, the, my the Ray-Ban glasses, yeah, so the Ray-Ban glasses, oh, okay. I accept, yes. The ironic, um, vaporwave, uh, tank, tank top. top, yes, I, I, I,
1: which also I would like to add, um, I got in part, because I wanted to sort of ironically co opt bro culture into my life, which Perfect. I think makes it even more hipster. <laughs> so
0: that certainly does make it more hipster. Um but uh so the first point, it you're saying that the tank top is a reference, a somewhat obscure reference to a podcast.
1: Well I was saying it was a reference to a somewhat obscure podcast. Uh, yeah. But it's also a somewhat <laughs> obscure reference to a somewhat obscure podcast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I this is not a as podcast, obscure as this
0: podcast. <laughs> I assume that this is a podcast which you quite appreciate, right?
1: It is, yes.
0: I think that a, a non ironic and it's a non-ironic appreciation of this podcast. Right? That is
1: true. It is it is an absolute non-ironic love.
0: So I think a sincere love of of some sort of cultural product is is the very antithesis of the the hipster aesthetic. And so mm. while you might have mm. hipster elements uh in, in that tank top, I don't think that it would qualify as hipster. That's My second fair. point is just the wearing of a Christmas um sweater vest as a tank top is so this this could be I'm not I'm not up to date with the teens, John. I'll be the first to admit I'm not up to date with the <laughs> teens. <laughs> but I think that is that is too ridiculous.
2: Yeah to that's fair.
0: be hipster. I think That's
1: fair. A hipster. And also would... there is definitely a legitimate love for Christmas that is at,
0: yeah, at there's, play here. There's too much sincerity yeah, and there's too you're much right. absurdism. For this to be, uh, hipsterism in its most vile form. There
2: could be, there could be a
0: lovable element of hipsterism in that. And I think very much so in the glasses there was some hipsterism. Mm. But all in all, I don't think this is a, this is not, well I I would normally refer to something as hipster in a pejorative sense, and I don't think I could pejoratively refer to your outfit as hipster.
1: That's, that's fair, that's fair. All right, I I will accept that. Oh, I also I didn't mention this earlier, um, but I think it's really important. I do have a headband, uh, with a like elfish hat on the top of it. So I'm not wearing an elf hat. I'm wearing a headband with an elf hat on it, uh, it's on my of, head. It, the, and that is really what Ian was talking about earlier with the uh with the elf aspect.
0: The overall like, impression is sort of a a, a preposterously small hat perched. Upon yonder head,
1: yeah, John. yes,
0: yes. <laughs> it is
1: secured by a headband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh.
0: Meanwhile, my current aesthetic I would describe as um, decidedly head. Ian. Yeah. Uh,
1: You've got a crew neck T shirt, a or sorry, a a mono a monochrome crew neck T shirt and a monochrome hoodie.
0: Mm -hmm. and i am wearing uh dark jeans perfect sort of the my standard (laughs) my ubiquitous i realize three colors one outfit i realized john at some point that i have evolved my my sense of style to the point where i only wear um these uh single colored monochromatic uh, crew neck t-shirts <laughs> i've no other t-shirts left to wear john yeah there was definitely a time in your life where you
1: would wear snarky tees and other uh-huh. sorts of graphic tees but you've i have you've, abandoned uh, those, you've john. matured i've matured in your childish ways
0: i've, I've put aside <laughs> these these childish graphic tees <laughs> and taken on so my big decision when i get up in the morning john the big thing i have to ask myself and that i do ask myself every day is is today a white t-shirt day or a colored t-shirt day? <laughs> and it is from that decision uh, that the rest of my day blossoms forth. Mm.
2: I do
1: I do also have to take this moment uh, on our Christmas episode to um, sort of lament the fact that you are not wearing the Christmas sweater that I bought you as a present a couple years ago. Um, and I also want to take this moment to sort of call you out for that, and also ask that if you don't ever wear it, can I have it because like one of the greatest regrets in my life is not buying one of those for myself because I really like that sweater, so if you're not using it, I'll like get your replacement present retroactively, <laughs> and I'd like it myself
0: <laughs> well, John, I'm glad I'm glad that you mentioned that I will say so as as a as a young adult in this day and age is want to do in the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. I have gone to a few ugly sweater parties mm-hmm. in the past couple of weeks, yes. and I would like to show you the sweater which I have worn to every single one of these ugly sweater parties, and the sweater which has received rave reviews at each of these ugly sweater parties. Oh man, if it's not the one that I bought you, I'm going to feel so bad. Oh, I'm sorry, Jenna, I set you up to feel very bad then, because it's not the one that you bought me. Hold on, <laughs> I'm go get it for you. Oh no.
1: <laughs> oh man. Uh, audience, I legitimately love the sweater that I bought Ian. I don't think that he loves it as much as I do. And I spent a lot of money on it. It's an expensive sweater. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Ian, I was just telling the audience that I like, legitimately, oh, it's a pretty good sweater. Uh, it's very, very local though.
0: It is a very, it is a locally relevant sweater and that's perhaps Part of why it's gotten such rave reviews, but oh uh, man, I,
1: I was just telling the audience though that like I legitimately really really like the sweater that I bought you, mm-hmm. and it was also not cheap. It was an expensive sweater. It really and was. It's really unfortunate that you don't like
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not <laughs> like, wrong. I really
1: thought you were gonna like it. I thought you would like it so much, and I really really do like it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> It's expensive, it's, especially, like, at that time in my
0: life. Yeah, it was, it was John, here's what I'll say, John. It was a gift that I very much appreciated. <laughs> but don't like? No, well, it's like, it's, because there's, there, there are two elements to a gift, right? There's right. the actual gift which you receive, and that is a mm-hmm. physical object, right? Yes. And physical objects you like or you dislike.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes you like them, and then you start to dislike them, and whatever. And then there's sort of the 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 story behind an object. Mm -hmm. and this is maybe the thing that i own um i continue to own it um okay good (laughs) that that has the greatest disconnect between my feelings about the object itself and the story behind the object (laughs) (laughs) maybe i'll talk about this a little bit now uh since we're still in the indulgence corner yeah let's do it um it's an ugly sweater right yeah (laughs) and i i can appreciate that that People enjoy ugly sweaters uh and that you know i you know as as a someone who appreciates sarcasm and irony myself i can I can appreciate the sarcastic and sort of ironic standards behind ugly sweaters but as 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 you've sort of seen from my overall aesthetic it's just it's very contrary to how I like to present myself <laughs> and it's i don't i don't so first off i don't like the the ugly part of the ugly stuff. i also just don't like sweaters i don't like i'm a, i'm a fan of the hoodie if i'm to wear a an additional layer over my t-shirt which is not usually an issue at my the place where i uh, work because mm-hmm. for various reasons um, due to other people's preferences the temperature in the office where i work is consistently set to like the mid-70s
1: Oh my god, my office is
0: so fucking hot. Yeah, I, I detest it. Um. Oh, it's too hot. And so like I do wear a t-shirt every, every single day of, of my life at this office. Um, and I've never once worn a sweater or a sweatshirt inside the office because that would be unbearable. Hmm. But also just in general, like the, the sweaters, I, I, I don't care for them. You hmm. know, I can, I can appreciate that there are, there are plenty of very nice looking sweaters there are a lot of people who i think really pull off the sweater look um and i think that you know overall a sweater you know can just be a, a nice a nice sort of garment but it's just something which has never spoken to me and so this really is it's an ugly sweater um i can't imagine a situation sort of in which i would enjoy wearing it uh <laughs> but it, it it was a very meaningful gift john i do thank you for it all right <laughs> Maybe I'll try to get you a nice present this year. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, so I mean, I would would just like to to share with uh, our listeners. Um, So I mean, yes, it it is an ugly sweater, but it is also an ugly sweater that was being sold by, um, a, by the Yoggs cast. I'll just, I'll just come out and say their name, Uh, uh, which is a YouTube group that, uh, Ian and I both really enjoy it. But also sort of like bonded over, or not, maybe not bonded, maybe that's the wrong term.
2: Mm-hmm. Cause we
1: were already very good friends by the time that we were both watching them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly spent a lot of, a lot of lunches throughout college watching them together and at various other times just sort of talking about their antics. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so it's well, sort of I remember like a, quite fondly, uh, the summer after my graduation from college where we were both, uh, interning at a, at a particular jungle corporation. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, and we would regularly take these, like, fucking hour-and-a-half-long lunches at my corporate apartment.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would like to... We did both get return offers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Totally forgot about that. I was really thinking more about our uh, lunches throughout college, where we'd go to, like, the sort of takeout places on campus grab some food and then go back to uh mm-hmm. like our one of, or either our shared apartments, depending on what year it was or like one of our separate apartments and like, watch some cast and then inevitably be super late to our next class. Yes. Not really, <laughs> but really, John, John there's all least. the time that we took our hour and a half long lunches <laughs> for our
2: internships. I just want to watch cast,
0: So really, John, <laughs> Our whole history with the Yonks cast is one, I would say, of laziness and indulgence. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> Fucking great. I uh, yes, so I it. bought Ian a sweater that they were selling, and it was for charity, too. It was a charity uh, sweater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Uh So let's move on to the the regular part of the indulgence corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be a long episode. This is going to be a special
0: episode. John, a special episode is my <laughs> prediction.
1: Episode this episode forty minutes
0: well, no, hold on, John. Hold on. We don't know how long we've been going, because we, we, we're we on the Skype for, like, two hours. No, no, oh, no. I was looking at uh, okay, I was yeah. looking
1: at Audacity. Although we should also, like, we have a really bad habit of timestamping stuff multiple times every episode. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so it makes that makes it great to edit. People know right? exactly how much I cut out if I do. Mm-hmm. Although, actually, recently that hasn't been an issue, because I've gotten super lazy about the editing, <laughs> and I
0: never cut anything out anymore. <laughs> oh, shit, so I can just say whatever I want. Uh, it depends what you say. <laughs> uh, please don't test it. Here's um, one thing that I'll say, John, just to sort of cut, yeah. test out your filters. Um, do you know oh it? no, please don't, please don't. Hitler had a dog oh, named no, Blondie. No. Okay. And Blondie was spelled B L O N D I. Okay. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> I just thought that was like imagine Adolf Hitler. Owning a dog named Blondie. I mean, maybe, I don't know, like,
1: maybe that's more reasonable in German in the 1940s? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe it had a different thought... sort of connotation to it. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta remember, this was... What, like, oh shit. Gotta do a little bit of quick mental math. This was about 80 years ago. uh hmm and in a different country that neither of us have ever been to. I'm just saying, so. it's a
0: silly name for a dog. And I, I'm just imagining <laughs> Hitler having a silly name for, and just talking to the dog in the sort of high-pitched voice with which one speaks to dogs, like, Oh, get over here, Blondie!
2: How you doing?
0: Oh, look at you! And you just sort of rubbing them and sort of smacking the sides of that dog. <laughs> um, that's just something I thought about today. Alright. Um. so. So. Listeners, let me know if that story got cut. Because <laughs> if it didn't, John really has gotten quite lazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, was, not so much because it was like offensive or anything, which is what I was worried, but
0: more just boring. Yeah, it's boring and boring. It and was like not interesting. Well, I, I was, I was, I'm testing the filters, John. I'm testing the filters.
1: Alright. Uh, so, we are now on to the Indulgence Corner in sort of its, its modern incarnation. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It's a modern, I would say a little more depressing incarnation. <laughs> uh, so,
1: um first we're, we're gonna talk about our iTunes ratings and reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're gonna say, um, you know, we, 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 uh, uh, I don't know if it was the last episode or the episode, I don't know which episode it was, but somewhat recently, um, you know, we sort of put our listeners on notice that, mm-hmm. uh, they need to leave us a five-star rating and review, and, uh, if they don't, then, um, you know, we know, and, uh, we're not happy about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that clearly, you know, wasn't enough incentive because I'm not seeing any more ratings and reviews on iTunes. Listeners. Ooh. We know who you are.
0: Well, John, that's not true. We know
1: who, like, one of you is. <laughs> we maybe. know who you are, Daniel. Um, yeah. <laughs> Danny. Danny D. Danny D. I don't see
0: a rating or a review from you. Well, he might have stopped listening, John.
1: Um. I don't think but, so. He, I'm pretty sure he's still listening because as oh. we move on to Twitter, uh, I'd like to, you know, you know, give another uh, shout out to Danny, uh, because I, I was scrolling <laughs> uh, absentmindedly. <laughs> <laughs> I was scrolling absentmindedly, so I lost my place. But, uh, Danny D did tweet at us again after, um, I tweeted about our most recent episode. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, in the most recent tweet about our last episode, I, uh, had a lot of hashtags.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he, re- he said that hashtagging medical and real was a savvy touch. And so I said, thanks. We're real social meds, hashtag pros here at hashtag ASMRQuest, hashtag like yourself, hashtag, uh, ASMRMY.
2: Oh,
0: mm-hmm. uh, is uh, so- ASM
1: Army trending yet? Cause it's such a good hashtag. Oh, I'm, it definitely is. I'm sure it is. Okay, sure. Wow, let's, just, let's
0: not even check.
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll just assume. Um, and, uh, another exciting update. We have a new follower! Alva! Oh, yeah! We have Dill Copickle at Jilly Cobilly, uh, with, with some ones in place of some L's in a couple places. Uh, we've got our new, yeah, uh, so, uh, Dill Copickle is our, mm-hmm. our new follower. Mm-hmm. And, um, I gotta say, her pinned tweet is really good.
2: I would uh, recommend checking tweet?
1: out Dilco Pickle's pinned tweet. Uh, so thanks for following us, Dilco Pickle. Uh, I assume you listen to the podcast. So I don't know how else you would have ended up following us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, you should, well, you should tweet at us. To uh, be fair,
0: John, um, maybe you're just like so good at Twitter. At the, right the social meds. Yeah. That like sort of our Twitter account is going to take off um, before our podcast does.
1: Hmm. Maybe. That, that I can see that happening
0: <laughs> I like John, that was a very funny joke which you just made, <laughs> uh, and now I would like to make a joke of my own. <laughs> <laughs> great segue Ian as as always, John, um, so I tweeted uh recently, I think actually, I'm not sure if I did this before or after our latest podcast episode. But I just wanted to bring special attention to it now, cause I was, I, I went on Twitter recently, and I saw that it's really blown up. It's got six likes and one retweet. And to me, that's sort of an unprecedented level of Twitter success, and I wanted to share it with my, all of my followers on the podcast. Um on December 4th, I tweet, I had the fantastic idea and tweeted out, No Shave November is much less intense than Non-Stop Shaving November. <laughs>
1: I just fired while I (laughs) was laughing.
0: It was pretty noisy, too. It might have been picked up by the (laughs) mic. But, John, it's so true when you think about it. And I I thought about it, and it sort of made me chuckle when I was conceiving of this tweet. Just the idea of someone shaving nonstop. (laughs) I also, I don't
1: think I saw this before, but I really like your follow-up tweet from December 5th. Uh which I think is maybe more absurd, because I I'm looking at it right now, I'm not sure I really get it. <laughs> which is Movember in question mark or in uh, quotation marks. More like November, hashtag pilgrim, hashtag honor the founding
0: fathers, hashtag America. <laughs> well, John, I decided at that point that my previous tweet was such a success. Not not in terms of like Likes or retweets, but just in terms of, like, I felt good about it. <laughs> I would try to start a streak of tweeting every day. Uh, and you might notice that was actually my most recent tweet. I <laughs> you tweeted
1: twice. You've now tweeted three times. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I do, like, have two of them for card.
0: No shave November or Movember.
1: I was I really shouldn't be... uh giving you too much shit because if I don't include the uh excuse me the ASMR quest Twitter account. Oh shit, I actually have more way more tweets than I thought I did. Oh, okay. Uh I have seventy seven tweets.
0: Holy fuck, John, you're a goddamn You're a, is this your Finstagram or your Rinstagram? <laughs>
2: Just, this is I, I'm my said, I Rinstagram, I suppose.
0: Your Twinstagram. Instagram. Yeah. Um, if I could explain my December fifth tweet, November more like November. I would also like
1: to add that most of my recent tweets have exactly two likes. Nice. Uh, those two likes coming from ASMR Quest <laughs> and my <at> @johninator
2: account. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag
0: like yourself hashtag how john here's the real question how can you love yourself if you don't hashtag like yourself
2: that's a great question
0: i really feel like that's a statement i've made that's there are a few things like I, i think i've got i think i think i can be a funny guy but a lot of my humor doesn't really translate outside of the context in which it was created but I think that that is one of the few things that I've done that I think you could you could slap that on a late night TV show, make a sketch out of that, put it on a T-shirt or something, and a lot of people would look at it and say, "Oh, it's kind of funny." I think you're right. I think it. I think it has wide appeal. Yeah, and I, I I appreciate it. Um, but Movember more like November, John. If I could explain myself here. Yeah. <laughs> it's so important that I explain myself. <laughs> so important. So. <laughs>
2: Oh God!
0: <laughs> one of the things I realized, because I had to, so I've got a Facebook account, right? Yes. And on this Facebook As account, is everyone, I I regularly post. Well, I don't regularly post. I very irregularly post very absurd things. Yeah. I will start up these social media movements. Um, yes. The most recent one was to try to get the spooky ghost for Halloween. Yeah, you have my favorite Facebook account. Mhm. I think it's I think it's the right way to do a Facebook account.
1: Oh, I agree. I think mine's somewhat similar. It's mm-hmm. like I post very rarely, and when I do, it's usually
0: some sort of like absurdist humor. Mhm. But I had to explain it to someone recently. Uh, what? They didn't get it. They didn't get it. Uh, and it was I sort of ha- I sort of realized like when I when I had to explain my social media account, I was like. Oh, well, the important thing to realize is that nothing that I post is sincere. <laughs> like what I'm doing is, and I'm not. It's it's not. It's I'm I'm not doing this like you know. I also want to explain, like why do you like yourself all the time? <laughs> and, well, <laughs> who are you explaining this to? But I just, it's, it's well, it's basically an ironic commentary. <laughs> On the sort of self-obsessed nature of social media, I know, that's, how, that's how I run all of my social
1: media accounts. Like they're all, mm-hmm. they are all parodies of the platform.
0: Yeah, but it's, but it's like just, it's, it's satirical. But it just made me realize, like, yeah, but what is what does it say about myself that my entire social media <laughs> presence is a satire? <laughs>
1: that's actually a great question
0: that maybe I should also reflect on because the fact that like. like this I'm... this one this portal which is supposed to be sort of you know and, and it's and it's in its conceptive form a a window to my individuality is instead an ironic commentary on the framing device used to represent myself.
2: My like...
1: <laughs> So my like unironically my favorite social media platform is Instagram. I like I have more I get more enjoyment out of scrolling through my Instagram feed than I do any other social media. Really? Platform. Oh my goodness!
0: John. I didn't know you were a
1: teen. <laughs> but so so I get more enjoyment out of like scrolling through my
0: Instagram
2: feed than any other on social Instagram, media. John,
1: who do we know that's
0: on Instagram? Um,
2: I should
1: know quite a few people on Instagram. I I have a lot of like my college friends that I follow. Um, I also follow a lot of um a lot of wrestlers mm-hmm. and a handful of other people. It's mostly college. It's mostly wrestlers. I mostly follow wrestlers. So,
0: so Instagram Uh, sort of, it's got, is a, is a Twitter model, right? Where it's like you subscribe to people. Yeah. uh, It's not like a, it's not a Facebook thing where you enter into relationships with individuals. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a, so yeah, I guess it's closer to a Twitter model. Uh, but there's sort of a unspoken rule that you're only supposed to post like once a day on Instagram. Uh, or not an unspoken, but an unofficial rule. Mm -hmm. Uh, although some people break that. I'm considering, uh, unsubscribing from some of the worst offenders whoa although so, i do really like some of the worst offenders, <laughs> so i don't know if i'm gonna unsubscribe from them or not or unfollow i mean mm-hmm. um but yeah so instagram is my favorite social media platform to like uh to scroll through and uh look at But it is also the one where I am sort of the, where I am the most unapologetically satirical of the platform
0: and some of the trends on it. I do remember your, your, uh, no filter (laughs) post in particular, (laughs) as I thought of Mary. Like I I post like,
1: I post very, very infrequently, but when I do, I post just very ironic, very satirical, a lot of very, a lot of hashtags. And I have a post that's probably going out tonight where I'm going to post not just sort of ironic or satirical hashtags, but sort of, like, biting satire
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh in my hashtags. Oh, man. And I feel like... I, th- I think you're right. I think there, there's something to be said about the fact that we are being so over-the-top in our... Satire of these platforms
0: in which you're supposed to express yourself. Yeah, that's really, it's, it just sort of, it, 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 it I, I had to take a step back and evaluate what I was doing. John. Oh man,
1: I'm having a little bit of
0: like an existential crisis about this. I <laughs> sure did as well. I had a pretty big one. Um, here's what I'll say. Here's one thing that I sort of tethered myself to. Yeah. It's important that you don't view your actions independent of the context in which they are made. And I think the mm. context of Facebook and video—I guess I can't really speak to Instagram because I don't know anything about it—but I assume it's also it's it's somewhat similar. Facebook posts are so routinely this this type of self-obsessed garbage mm. that I think because I, I also I think like you know I think of people like you when I make when I make all these ironic um, Facebook posts, the the intended audience is not someone in the future going and and looking through my wall or whatever mechanism you have to review someone's Facebook content and seeing like, wow, this is a lot of nonsense that this person's posting. It is it is to serve as like a rare breath of fresh air to someone who is who's scrolling in some sort of feed. It's like this is something which is not a a, a commentary on current political happenings. Or it's or not really
1: shit commentary, by the yeah. way.
0: <laughs> or it's not it's not something which is just like, you know, oh, this is you, you know, this is a big success in my life recently. Um, it's just, it's just something, something else, you know, something different. And I think in that sense, what we do is sort of noble, you know? Yeah, We're I selfless, see that. John. we <laughs> <laughs> have
2: oh,
1: rambled John, that's a, a lot joke. here. There's <laughs> been a lot of rambling. This is a holiday special, mm-hmm. not just for one, but for two holidays. Uh Other holidays are available. We haven't gotten into that yet. That's going to be a whole other thing, what holidays are being celebrated in this podcast and what holidays aren't. Uh But just know that that's going to be a big part of this episode, and we've already been talking... We've already been recording the whole for an hour that. and 12 minutes. We're probably going to cut some of it out. We've been talking even longer, Uh but... We're, we've been recording for an hour and twelve, and have not gotten to either of the holidays that we are celebrating in this podcast, or any of the holidays that we are uh sort of
0: ignoring explicitly in this pod, ignoring, in this episode, purposefully, uh, I, intentionally yeah. ignoring. Uh, it's important we have- that we know that. But also, John, I will say uh, at this point, I think we are actually sort of well on track, and maybe we just want to consider casually making this uh, our first twenty-four hour podcast episode. <laughs>
1: Let's live stream this episode. Ian, I really need to pee. Uh Should okay, we do John. these? Well, actually, wait. No, I feel we, can like, a, we can do an ad break. No, I, I feel like I feel like these questions are probably pre ad break, and then we're gonna go to the ad break. Ooh, and no, then we're gonna... these
0: questions are not pre ad break, John. These questions are gonna no, take. I, up I don't some have time. to pee that badly. I don't have to pee that badly. I,
1: they should take us some time, and then we're gonna take a little this pee might slash take ad hour, break. John. Might
0: take an hour. we are gonna plus. take a
1: pee slash ad break, and then we're gonna get into our holiday special.
0: Okay. Well, this what is you also know, then we're going to get into our side special.
1: quests and then we're going to get into the,
0: the holiday special. Okay. Hold on. Hold on, John. Maybe we need to reorder things because these questions are part of my holiday special. Cause I, okay. I prepared a holiday special for you.
2: Okay. All right.
1: So we're going to take a P slash ad break.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Then we're going to do the side quests. Okay. And then we're
0: going to do some holiday specials. We're gonna so you're going to do the holiday, a holiday special and then I'll do my holiday special for you.
1: Okay. Great. Okay. And I feel like this part, uh, as much as I feel like we need to cut a lot out of this episode, I feel like this part needs this to part stay in. This part stays in. in.
0: Just to, so that there, our listeners have some sort of roadmap. Because they're going to they're gonna download this four-hour-long podcast, and they're not going to know what hit them. Um, We're getting real wild with this one. John, this might be... Maybe we go back to a weekly release schedule for the next couple of months, and you just cut up this episode. just so The carcass of this... This yeah, we
1: need to release a new year's episode
0: as well. <laughs> oh, well well john we'll see where that comes in next time on asmr quest
1: wait don't stop recording though because we, we we should just keep it going no i, we'll, I we'll just gave it you that
0: clean break so you can okay sort of cut okay an episode okay <laughs> next time on asmr quest stay like So, we are now back into the thing. <laughs> John, <laughs> that wanna, was, that was a wanna, great joke, John. Do you want to do some side quests? John, I would love nothing more. Excellent.
1: Uh, so the first side quest I want to talk about is Carol Live. Bear emoji, 24-7, ASMR stream for tingles, relaxation, and sleep. With a little sleepy emoji. By Caroline ASMR. Don't those goals seem
0: somewhat contradictory to you? Tingles, relaxation, and sleep? Yeah. Like, so relaxation and sleep, yes. But, uh, so I guess, I don't know. I mean, the tingles are somewhat relaxing, right? But...
1: Yeah, but I I, I will admit, like, I find that the ASMR videos that are the most effective in triggering ASMR are the ones that are the least effective in triggering sleep. (laughs) Um... Like I find like I find all of them relaxing and like even the ones that do that are effective in, trigger, in triggering ASMR I think are like are still relaxing. Um but they're not they don't entice me to go to sleep cuz like it's sort of this like sort of mild euphoria. It's like sort of exciting. Mm-hmm. Whereas the ones that don't trigger ASMR I think are actually more effective in lulling me to sleep.
0: Mm-hmm. Just sort of relaxing videos. Yeah, just yeah, sort of mundane relaxing videos.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but in any case, uh, yeah, so Caroline ASMR is doing a 24, well 24 seven, it says. Um, yeah. How long is this video? Well, it's not a video. It's a, it's a live stream.
0: Oh shit. How it, long has the live stream been going?
1: I I don't know. Does it tell me?
0: has been going 24-7? Well, I can go
1: back two hours, but I feel like it probably has been going longer than that. But yeah, so it's 24-7. Um, but it also is apparently pre-recorded. So I don't know what's going
0: on with this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Not like our podcast, John. This 24-7 episode <laughs> is being done live. <laughs> uploaded live from youtube
1: <laughs> that's false uh so actually i don't know why i that brought up this uh this side quest uh alien <laughs> LA asmr is doing some sort of stream but i don't really know what's going on with it 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 claims to be 24 7 but that seems unrealistic it's it also really pre-recorded does. so it's not really a live stream i don't know what's going on i'm closing that tab We're here's moving my on. question john
0: if a live stream is not live is it dead Probably. Are they like what's what's the opposite of live, right? Yeah, Recorded.
1: We've gone on enough tangents, but recording I'm keeping us, is I'm keeping
0: us on top. Oh shit, John! You're on not allowing. Subject. I'm trying. I'm trying to fucking exponentiate you, i Here, I'm trying to get some sort of tangential no, force. Yeah, you're getting a rotation. Yeah, you're not allowed, stay, it,
1: John. We gotta stay on topic. Yeah. We're staying
0: on the real number line, John. No complex numbers for you, listeners. Get the fuck out of here with your <laughs> fucking signal processing complex number bullshit. Here's what I'm gonna say, John. Here's what I'm gonna say. You know what has the same cardinality <laughs> as the set of complex numbers? The set of real numbers, John. And, and, There's just as many. Okay. We, we don't have time for this tangent. We've gone on John too many t- tangents. We're gonna say on topic.
2: But you gotta all say focus.
1: All
0: that I'm saying, John, is that I'm not getting. Off on this tangent. That's what that's the important thing. This not whole tangent off on. tangent is me saying that I'm not getting off on this tangent. Ian, I am no. strictly, Ian, I am ascetic. Gal Gadot, I'm fucking, Ian. Gal I am No fapping. Explore the complex ASMR. numbers, John. Ian, I Ian, am fapping to Gal Gadot, but I'm not masturbating to the complex numbers. I do Ian, have a roommate. I I I might be disrupting him right now.
1: I believe. I believe. That we are both intoxicated to the point where this episode will be unlistenable to a lot of people, but very funny to a very small number of people. Oh, dear. And I think that's really the type of art that I want to create.
0: Okay, well, we can, we'll I'll this play in your space, art, John.
1: That is just tell untenable me. to most people, but <laughs> amazing to a small number of people. <laughs> Hopefully no. that small number of people is the people who are already listening to the podcast.
0: John Gal Gadot, tell me. Um, does she know ASMR?
1: Well, Ian, you'll be surprised, but you won't be surprised, because we talked about this earlier, and I know you're already aware of it. W Magazine has continued their Celebrity (laughs) ASMR series. And this time, that's right, we got Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman herself, explores ASMR with whispers, knives, and snacks. Celebrity ASMR, W Magazine. Uh, I thought this was, you know, Sort of, definitely upper tier W Magazine Celebrity ASMR. Uh, I also, I do like Gal Gadot. Uh, or at the very least, I liked Wonder Woman, and she mm-hmm. played Wonder Woman. Uh, mm-hmm. and I thought she did a good job. She played a well- er, I don't know if it was a well-written character, certainly an endearingly written
0: character. Mhm. Which... Not a very complex character. Yeah, it wasn't a complex character. Which I guess for a superhero, you know, I mean it is. Yeah, was sort I mean of... it was better than most superhero movies. actually so... I will say I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two recently. Um I've gotta say, the Guardians of the Galaxy I think they do superhero movies in a in an enjoyable manner. Um, and that's a popular opinion.
1: That's a popular
0: on. opinion. Okay.
1: So Wonder Woman, whether or not the, this particular version of Wonder Woman was a good or well-written character is irrelevant at the moment. It was certainly an endearing character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I liked Gal Gadot because of that. Um but Gal Which Gadot, sort of she, bizarre, she did some ASMR it? and it was, it was, I think mean, it was, it was like, you know, it was only two and a half minutes long. So, you know, was it exceptional ASMR? No. But as far as celebrity ASMR goes, pretty, good, pretty solid. Good job, Gal Gadot.
0: It's sort of weird, right? That we appreciate actors and we, we, we think like, you know, I like Gal Gadot because I like the character that she portrayed in this movie.
2: It but is we, strange. We all but that understand. Is, that is...
0: Gal Gadot probably had not a huge amount of impact in terms of the, the portrayal of that character, right? Like.
1: Yes. Yeah, so like, like probably the director and the screenwriter had more say in like, what that char- character, who or what yeah. that character is.
0: Like, but it's, it's, you know, I don't know how this movie was made. It's possible that Gal Gadot went on and just sort of improv all of her lines and sort of created this <laughs> character from nothing. That would be a bit of a surprise though.
1: Yeah, that, that seems unlikely.
0: And so, so, although also to be, you know, I don't wanna, I don't wanna rag on her too much because there was that whole big thing, right, where it turned out that she got paid like, you know, $35 or something to do that movie.
1: Yeah, I also, I will say like the it's
0: small true of all actors. is true of every actor.
1: The 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 subset of headlines and social media stuff that I have seen from Gal Gadot, I I have enjoyed. Um, I have not seen everything with regards to Gal Gadot, but the the stuff that I have seen with regards to Gal Gadot outside of this movie, I also like. Mm-hmm. she seems like she's probably a, a cool person who I would well, enjoy you well know, she's
0: got she's got at least good enough branding um, yeah, she's, she's got solid branding to me Jen, the funny thing is right like there's sort of there's two there's these two tropes in how we relate to Hollywood celebrities yeah. the first is that we allow Hollywood yeah, and celebrities yeah this sounds like it's gonna take a long time John it's gonna take some time okay I'm unpacking <laughs> a lot here I'm unpacking a whole fucking yeah, framework for conceptualizing the media two people who John, no. Consuming John, alcohol. John, it is just the right sort of thing. Trust me. Trust me. You're gonna to get to the end of this and you're gonna say, Ian, I was so right. Alright, well let's get to the end of it then. Uh, oh no. <laughs> All I'm saying, John, is there's, there's sort of two distinct patterns that we have with Hollywood celebrities. The yeah. first is that we, we sort of celebritize them in the first place, which is sort of insane when you think about it. Because this is a this is a profession, which is predicated upon the idea that they're us, lying. Yeah, well, no, of us suspending our our you know, so sort of like a suspension of disbelief about the fact that we know who they are, right? Like movies only work in a sense if you don't know who they are, because the idea is this is yeah, like, it's not Gal Gadot, it's Wonder Woman, or it's whatever character. They go, well, it makes perfect sense for Within a film series, but across film series. The fact that, like, you know, Tom Hanks, like, works and oh, Tom Hanks is in this movie. I'd say, oh, no, I hope Tom Hanks isn't in this movie, because I want to watch a movie about, like, you know, characters, right? I don't want to watch a movie with Tom Hanks in it.
1: Yeah, it is kind of weird. Like, there's definitely this sort of double standard there, I guess, where, like, sometimes you're like, oh, shit, like, I really want this to be people I don't know who they are, because, like... I don't want to be like, oh, I'm watching this actor in this movie. I want to be like, oh, I'm watching this character mm-hmm. in their life. Their fictional life. Yeah. But then, at the same time, it's like, oh, this f- actor I really like is in it. Oh, I definitely want to see that.
2: Mm-hmm. It's weird. I
0: definitely want to see it because I know there's a person who's presumably not in the thematic universe, which I'm going to immerse myself. Yeah. And also, it, and that's, that's sort of tied with very the fact strange. that we... There is so much... Anyway, this is probably just because they are These celebrities that we talk about but there is so much in the way of sort of moral value judgments about their behavior and their personality in a way that we couldn't possibly hope to understand right like i've got no idea who chris pratt is as a person but i've got a very positive feeling towards chris pratt because he plays very likable characters
1: Um, I think we completely were forgotten. mildly on topic for a little while, <laughs> but we've since lost that.
2: Completely I think forgotten we're, we were we doing side quests.
1: Uh, we had talked about the live stream that John... I, I didn't about. Then we talked about Gal Gadot. As and a... now we're moving on
0: to, <laughs> to Cardi this? B. Cardi B.
1: So Cardi B, uh, predominantly known, or probably best known for her hit single, Chart Topping. Bodak Yellow. Never Recently, heard of it. well, it's a it's a chart topper. You should listen to it. What chart, John? Billboard Hot 100 number one hit.
0: Is that a chart, or is Bodak that a list, Yellow? John?
1: Ian, it's a great question. <laughs> I don't have these answers. I'm not I'm embedded sorry. deeply embedded in the music industry. But in any case, Cardi B, uh, known for her hit single Bodak Yellow. Uh recently I think November but I heard about it today uh performed a an ASMR version of Bodak Yellow on I think BBC Radio 1 oh wow uh where or it wasn't really the whole thing it was just like a couple of lines but she performed an ASMR version of it uh so you know I just, just pretty exciting more celebs are getting into the ASMR outside of W Magazine. And, you know, it's just the ASMR... Uh, sorry the ASMR army is is growing it's expanding hashtag
0: asm army cannot be stopped
2: john
1: yeah hashtag asm army cardi b official hashtag asm army she's a asmr quest fan uh (laughs) and follower and uh you know it's just very exciting hashtag Uh, we are uh, legion john hashtag Hashtag irresistible thanks for shouting us out cardi b uh hashtag thanks Thanks for the signal boost um we will boost
0: you we really um, respect and appreciate your well, music, and hold on, you know John. It's,
1: it's just it's nice of you to also uh that you also appreciate don't go, us.
0: Don't go making statements for me, because I actually did while you were talking. I I did pull up Bodak Yellow and I did listen to some of it, and I've got to say, it sounds very generic to me. I'm not interested. <laughs> Cardi B, you know, you might be a great person. I'm sure you know. Here's it's one of those things, right? We're like, if you do not listen to a genre of music a lot you'll turn on that genre and all that you'll hear is the genre, right? Yeah. Like, I turn on Bodak Yellow and all that I hear is that particular type of popular music,
2: um,
0: (laughs) which Bodak Yellow is an instantiation thereof. And I'm sure there's all sorts of wonderful subtleties and and sort of delightful riffs that, that cause someone who's unfamiliar with it to really appreciate that music. But for me, I turn it on and I hear the radio. <laughs> I hear like the top forty radio hits. And it's just completely uninteresting to me at this point in my life. Maybe someday I'll I'll go to it and I'll say, How could I have been so foolish as to underappreciate this work of art? This is not to say it's a bad it's a bad piece of music. It's a piece of music which I am not currently in a position to appreciate, and so I will not give my endorsement to Cardi B. I'm sorry, Cardi B. I know you wanted that signal boost from ASMR <laughs> quest. request, but at this point, I will have to withhold it from you.
1: I'm gonna be generous. I'm
2: fine. <laughs> yes, I think I'm slurring a little bit. <laughs> oh dear. Sorry. John, this here's is what I want. For you. John, podcasting I'm right gonna here. want.
0: I'm. I want. I want something from you. I want a piece of homework. Or I want two pieces of homework, actually. Yeah. Give me the first piece of homework is something me. legitimate. When we do our New Year's special, before we we started this podcast, yeah, I actually started a list of the things that I really liked about 2017. Yeah. Just like all the various, you know, sort of music that I listened to and books that I read and and just sort of stuff that I partook in that I really appreciated came out of 2017 i think i i think it would be good if you did something similar for our 2017 special
1: okay i i have a mental list
0: uh mm-hmm. that i've been working on but i haven't done any i haven't put anything to paper but i i can do that yeah just like 2017 highlights the second piece of homework is i want an anatomy of this episode and where it all went wrong <laughs>
1: Ian, did it all go wrong? Or is this the best episode we've ever recorded?
0: We'll find out, We'll John. let the listeners decide. We'll let the listener decide.
1: <laughs> Danny D, let, let us know. Because you're the only listener we ever get feedback from.
0: <laughs> but um, Dilko Pickle, if you want to chime in too, that Yeah, if you great. want to start up, like, it, oh man, we could sort of go from a monopsony to like a duopsony <laughs> here with our podcast, and I'd be very excited about that. I
1: mean our Our podcast regularly gets a hundred downloads per episode, more or less,
0: and probably only ninety nine to ninety eight of those are by spam bots. <laughs> yep. Today, I fucked up by watching ASMR and my mom thinking it was porn, um square brackets discussion. <laughs> so, John, I'm home from school for Christmas break. And I'm staying at my mom's house. At school, I live alone and can listen to ASMR without headphones at a decent volume without disturbing anyone or having to explain it to anyone. Well, this afternoon, I laid down for a nap in my mom's guest room and put on a frivy kissing slash ear eating vid to help me doze off. My mom was at work, so I didn't think to put headphones on. Yeah. Just as I was almost asleep, my mother walks in the room and all she can see is me lying in my bed and his friv. Nomming away at the mic, she of course has no idea what ASMR is, and she was startled and hurriedly closed the door in embarrassment, as if she had caught me in the middle of watching porn. I instinctively jumped up and tried to explain, only to have her initially tell me that I'm in my 20s and can watch whatever I want, still likely assuming it was porn. I spent the next 15 minutes explaining ASMR and how helpful it is for me to sleep slash (laughs) relax. She sort of got it, but still seemed weirded out. So even if she believes me that it wasn't porn, she now thinks that I need to listen to a girl make out with a microphone in order to fall asleep. I don't even know which is worse.
1: Okay. Oh, man. So, oh This went in a different direction than I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I was really worried that, like, the mom was going to come in and be super angry and be like, oh, you can't be watching porn. Very judgmental,
0: can't be watching porn. Yeah,
1: but no, the, the mom seems totally understanding, totally down, seems like a cool mom. So I'm like, okay, great, good mom. Um, so that's all solid. Uh, so to the to get to the heart of the question, though, I feel like the big thing is like. So it sounds like this person was watching ASMR that it was mostly mouth sounds,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which I will like. That is, I think, probably some of the harder type of asmr to explain to another person mm-hmm. so my advice to you listener i'm sure this person is a listener call me a wall call me a wall uh call me a wall i'm sure you listen to asmr quests. i'm sure you're a part of the ASMR army mm-hmm. i would say you should show your mom some asmr content that is not mouth
2: sounds something mm-hmm.
1: that's maybe a little more like a little easier for the mainstream audience to grasp To um, me, maybe don't even go whispering oh god fuck him had a lot of beer a lot of beer <laughs> uh i would say maybe go for some maybe maybe go for some sort of soft spoken uh maybe festive asmr cuz you know it's a good time for it there's a lot of festive asmr happening right now uh, i'd say you know just sort of Find the, the least weird, I guess. Find the, find the ASMR that is, that you think will, that your mom will look at and be like, oh, this makes sense to me the most. Find something that is very tame, probably soft spoken, probably more of a rambly thing or more of a role. Maybe play, some of those
0: sure. W videos, right? Those
1: seem yeah, like a pretty yeah. accessible. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think that's a good point, Ian. Yeah, maybe find some of the W magazine videos. Cause there you've got a very well known major publication showing off um celebrities doing performing ASMR. And they t- they tend to be very tame, just sort of celebrities playing with objects and laughing at themselves i think that, that would be a great way to sort of show that this is not a super weird thing and show that it's not a like sexual fetish or anything because i mean you know it's w magazine having huge celebrities i mean it's gal gadot she was like the star of one of the biggest movies this year
2: uh-huh. and she's
1: doing asmr i think i think that that would really help to uh Convince your mom that it is not a sexual fetish or porn of any sort. Also, the fact that there's no nudity should hopefully convince her that it is not porn. No nudity and no fucking.
0: Now, John, what's your opinion of mid-vid ad rolls in ASMR videos? Very opposed. Very opposed. You heard it here first, folks.
1: Pre-roll? Fine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mid-video? fucking, like, kills the whole point of ASMR. Yeah. I'm opposed to it in any kind of video. Like, anything I watch on YouTube. Yeah, no, like... If I'm watching, like, some sort of modern TV show on... Or, not modern... If I'm I'm watching, like, a a TV show on Hulu or something, mid-video ad rolls, like, it's not... I don't like it. But like, I get how it's, th- I get why it's there. I'm sort of accustomed to like TV shows having ad breaks. But there's not really any sort of content that I watch on YouTube that I expect to have ad breaks in the middle of it. Pretty much any sort of YouTube content that I, that I have seen feels like it is intended to be continuous and should be continuous. Uh, I feel like, you know, pre-roll ads make, pre-roll ad make Pre-roll ads make a lot of sense to me, because, uh, you know, you, you got to get paid somehow. But mid-video ads I am generally not in favor of, and that is especially true for ASMR. There's definitely other content where, like, I can see how it could work, but most of the content I see isn't designed for it, Uh, but ASMR, like, it just fucking ruins it.
0: Okay, John, I've got a series of interesting questions for you. Okay. John, how often did you call your parents slash carers this year? Regularly, only on special occasions, probably not as often as I should have.
1: Oh, definitely regularly. I thought it was going to like break it down to like weekly or monthly or something like that, mm-hmm. but like absolutely regularly.
0: Did you ignore or pretend to not see a text so you didn't have to reply to it? No, no. sometimes no. or regularly. Uh, definitely no. I
1: mean, I, like, I reply slowly sometimes, but I've never just, like, ignored one or pretended not to see it. Like, I always respond.
0: Did you flake out of anything? No, a handful of times, or often. Is
1: this with regards to my parental units, or just sort of more generically? Just generically. Um, The answers were no, sometimes, or often? Regularly. Um, no is probably not factually accurate, but sometimes is, I think, more often than is correct. Or, no, yeah, I, like, I would say a handful of times, but not often enough that I think, uh... I could say sometimes even.
0: Actually, I will say um, the the thing that I listed as sometimes is actually only a handful of times. But sometimes it's important to do that. I was paraphrasing it, perhaps oh, okay. misparaphrasing it. Um. So seeing as you use the word "handful of times,"
1: well, I, I'm also thinking like about it, it though, and I feel like most of the things that I flaked on, flaked out on, were plans with myself. Most of the plans with other people that I did not attend, I, like, gave plenty of notice.
2: Oh, that's so, so, Yeah, you, you, you... Like, For if I think I percent, might not attend
1: I do... usually say something yeah. well in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't flake out of plans with other people. Mm-hmm. I occasionally have flaked out of plans with myself. Like, every once in a while, there's, like, a wrestling <laughs> event that I want to attend, and then sort of last minute I decide, like, oh, no one else wants to go. I don't feel like taking my entire day to go because it's far away and I'd have to take public transportation. Um,
2: but yeah, I don't, I don't
1: think, I, I'd say pretty much never flake out on plans last minute with other people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you tip your servers this year? Yeah, always, only when the service was good, or nah? Who wouldn't say always? Yeah, that's a good question.
1: Like, I, like maybe a question about how much you tipped, but like, who the fuck
0: doesn't tip all the time? Did you do any charity work this year, John? Regular volunteering? Helped at one-off day events? No, but you definitely will next year. One nah. Uh,
1: only monetary donations. I don't so? like interacting with strangers.
0: Did you do your fair share of housework, John?
1: Uh, <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs>
0: i to say you did your share i I think so (laughs) uh listeners i live alone (laughs) (laughs) did you do something nice for someone for no other purpose than to make them happy yeah i like to do that often for my friends i'd like to think so or not really i think i probably should uh i don't
1: like what do they consider something nice
0: Something nice for someone for no other purpose than to make them happy.
1: I guess. I don't know. Like,
0: sounds like you'd like to think so. Sure.
2: I mean, I feel like
1: I do occasionally just like pay for stuff for other people, but like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, like I've definitely really, like gone out for dinner with someone and paid, and they've been like, "Oh, how much do you?" And I've been like, "Ah, oh, never mind. Don't, don't worry about it." Hmm. But like, I, I never like plan anything, like, super exciting for someone. But, like, I don't know anyone who does. I don't know. This feels like it's, like, a weird... This feels like it's a cultural difference question. I don't know.
0: Maybe is. Did you make any jokes at the expense of someone this year, John? No, I don't think those are funny. Yes, but only if I knew it wouldn't. If they wouldn't be hurt by them. Or, yes, we should be able to make jokes about anything. Man. Loaded question, right? Yeah, I feel like
1: I understand the intent of this question, uh, but my, uh, oh god, that's such a loaded question. Um, I have definitely made jokes at the expense of someone else. I feel like the joke, or I feel like the question is asking like, have you made hurtful jokes at the expense of someone else? Uh, or even probably more likely, have you made hurtful jokes at the expense of someone else who is in sort of like a lower position than you in some way uh and in that way i would say no but like i've definitely made jokes at the expense of other people but like usually it's someone else who is there and who has like made self-deprecating jokes of the exact same nature and who is very much in on the joke so it Uh, sounds like
0: yeah but only if you knew that it wouldn't hurt them
1: yeah, well actually no, I I I have made hurtful jokes about people who <laughs> I think deserve it. Uh these are not people I know personally, these are like mm-hmm. people in positions of power who I think are bad people. Like mm-hmm. people who I would absolutely classify as evil. I have made jokes at their expense. Uh,
0: Manjot, I knew you didn't like the Dalai Lama, but this? <laughs>
1: All right, I, I guess it's fair to say, yeah, I, but even, like, even that feels loaded to me. Like, I feel like it's like, oh, you knew they wouldn't mind, but they probably did. It probably still hurt them. It feels mm-hmm. like a very judgmental question.
0: It really is. I don't approve of that. I also, I mean, I do sort of, I don't know, I kind of agree with the sentiment that we should be able to make jokes about anything. I also, also understand kind of why we shouldn't.
1: shouldn't.
2: Yeah, um, I,
0: I I feel the same way. Like. It's like, on the one hand, like, you know, on the one hand it feels, whenever you limit someone's ability to make jokes, it seems a little silly. On the other hand, it's like, you know, you can make jokes in hurtful ways, you can make tasteless jokes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think you can make, cl- uh, astute and clever jokes about pretty much anything, and I feel like you should be able to, but I also do, like, every once in a while I'm like, oh man, there are certain topics where, like, I'm not ready to joke about it yet, like, yeah. And I, I do have a, like, a fairly, like, dark and macabre sense of humor, but there are certain things that, like, it's still just, like, it's too touchy and I, I just, like, it just makes me angry. I can't, I'm not ready to joke about it yet.
2: So. Speaking
0: of macabre, John, um, when you hear the word macabre, do you think of gothcorn?
2: No. <laughs> well,
0: that's what I think of. Okay. Macabre. <laughs> 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 so I'll take the middle option for that one.
2: Yeah. I,
1: again, it feels like a very judgy question, but I feel like I've given the answer that they want in most cases so far. This feels like a very judgy quiz overall. It's an
0: incredibly judgy quiz, John. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Did you borrow anything and not return it? No. No? I don't yeah. think I borrowed anything. <laughs> did, you, did you tell any strangers to smile? No, that's gross. I did have one person
1: do that to me recently, but it was very sincere. I was shocked about the sincerity of it.
0: Of them telling you to smile?
1: Yeah. I don't think they, like, said it explicitly in that way. I think it was someone who was, like, really excited about, like, Christmas, presumably? But, like, I don't know. This person just seemed like they were very happy in general. They were like, like, where's that
2: smile? And I was like...
1: (laughs) Like, they were just so fucking sincere about it. Oh, man, well, not good? But I, food. I never, I, I don't like to talk to strangers.
2: So
0: now you've been 83% nice and 17% naughty. That's <laughs> right. This has been a BuzzFeed quiz. Um, have you been 30, 60, or 90% nice this year?
1: That is such a
0: judgy quiz. Because I feel really been... philosophers all across the world have been struggling. With the issue of moral relativism and how you define, like, what does it mean to be nice? How do we codify socially acceptable behavior? BuzzFeed figured it out. BuzzFeed figured out, Natalia Lo- Lobanova, a BuzzFeed staff member, figured it out and she made this great quiz to measure your degree <laughs> of, um sort of moral acceptitude. And congratulations, John, you've achieved a pretty reasonable degree of, um <laughs> similarity with the expected values and i hope that you're happy with yourself john oh man it's like <laughs> it's such a bad quiz god what a terrible quiz like i mean it's it's so judgy but like a lot
1: of it like is so like like a lot of that was so very loaded. regional even I mean, oh. I mean a lot of it's very personal but a lot of it's very also very regional like there's a lot of stuff that i said there like i live in boston uh
0: that a is historically a, sort of friendly
1: city. Yeah, ev- everyone knows. Like, it is—it's the place where you go if you want to hey, just child, sort of like that's where talk cheers. To is, right? That's
2: where the cheers. Exactly. Everyone, everyone knows, knows your, your
0: name. name. In
1: <laughs> everyone in Boston knows your name. If you're just saying hi to strangers on the street. You know, it's—it's a notoriously friendly place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 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 but like more seriously, like you know you are expected not to talk to people. People expect you not to talk to them. And like, I really like that. Like when I'm on the train and just like going to work or going home or going to like, see a friend or whatever, like I don't want to just talk to some person I don't know. And I'm never going to see again. It's not that I like, don't care about them or I'm not invested in like them as a person or whatever. Like I just, I want to listen to my music, or my podcast, or whatever, and just go about my day. Like, I don't want to be... Like, that's just sort of the culture that I was brought up in, and what's comfortable to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas there's other places where, like... Yeah, you say... You, like, have a fucking conversation with everyone you pass.
2: And...
0: Like, yeah, this quiz is shit. It's a it's shit a quiz. It's a terrible quiz. It's a terrible quiz, John. But here's not a terrible quiz. Here's a good quiz. Because John, that question, that quiz was all about naughty or nice, which I think is representative of maybe the less desirable part of the spirit of Christmas. Because this is our Christmas special, John. I want to talk oh, about. We haven't even done. That John, yet. I want to talk about. I want to talk about the meaning of Christmas, John. Okay. Um, and I think Christmas has many meanings, right? Okay. You know, as 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 with anything, which is sort of interesting to talk about, it is not a single faceted topic on the one hand christmas is a very simple thing right it is a celebration of the birth of jesus the christ um, a celebrity back in the early aughts oh this is sort of the double aughts (laughs) um a carpenter uh, who raised quite a ruckus with his, his preachings and <laughs> prattling ons and his various telling offs. Um, and he performed a bunch of really entertaining tricks, which got him a lot of capital with the masses. Oh my god. So that's sort of the, the, the most base level of Christmas.
1: Oh man, right? this is an episode I am.
0: Definitely sharing it with my whole family. <laughs> well, but here's the like. On the other hand, though, the the message of Jesus was a very beautiful one, right? Mm-hmm. It was a it was a message of love and acceptance of your fellow man, and it was a it was a form of I think extremely radical, and even for this day and age, probably overly radical. View on our responsibilities for our fellow man. The whole like, you know, oh, if someone asks you for, for the time of day or whatever, you give them your coat or something and, and all that stuff. And you know, wealthy people go into heaven as easily as a camel passes through the eye of a needle. (laughs) Very, very radical stuff. Yeah. I think I find, I find pretty hard to reconcile with these sort of modern, um, religious ethic.
2: That's that
0: could that could well be commentary more on my lack of understanding of of all these various passages. But it just it just seems like a very radical religion to me, a very radical sentiment that I'm not sure I could agree with. Um, too lovey-dovey, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, but you know, but, but I think. And it's sort of well captured in the, the less sec, or the more secular part of Christmas, right? Cause you know, there's Christmas, the religious holiday, mm-hmm. um, which has some amount of controversy, right? And then there's Christmas as sort of the hallmark holiday, all these specials on television, these sort of oh, monument. Don't get to me consumers. started on hallmark but it's, it's 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 a fascinating dichotomy the the even this sort of version of this of the holiday devoid of the religious teachings in that there is such a dichotomy between the the on the one hand you've got this part of it which is saying well you know christmas is the the sort of the big functional aspect of christmas is the delivery of reward proportional to your degree of Goodness, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you've been naughty or nice, if you've been nice, you get presents. If you've been naughty, you get fucking coal. Um, but then there's another part of it, right? The uh, part where oh, uh, but you shouldn't care about the gifts, right? The gifts are only material things. What you should care about is, you know, love for your family and more generally for your fellow man. Yeah. And so there's, I think, in in both the secular and non secular parts of Christmas. There are portions of the holiday which are about judgment and portions which are about love. And I view that as sort of a reflection of the, you know, how how Christianity is itself composed of an Old Testament sort of philosophy based upon judgment and a New Testament philosophy built upon love. Yeah. Now that first quiz that I brought you through, John, was about judgment, right? It was saying, how naughty or nice have you been? Yeah. The second quiz, John, is about love.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Wait, Ian, just a quick question. Are we so going back to the uh <laughs> sort of timeline we laid out before our first pee break and mm-hmm. Just so you know, there's a second break
0: coming oh, John, up very I, I, soon. I do agree with you on that point, in that particular uh, <laughs> part. Um, um,
1: you had talked about how you had, late, you had some sort of holiday specials for me. Are we mm-hmm. at those holiday specials? Are we out of order, yes. Ian?
2: we oh, uh, We've,
0: we've got out of order, John. I'm sorry. Okay. I've sort of, at some point, you won't believe this, at some point, I've lost the thread of this plot. <laughs> um...
1: How long is the second quiz? Should we take our second pee break before or after the second quiz?
0: Um, the second quiz, it depends on how deep we go into it. It could take about an hour. <laughs> Let's have our second pee break. <gasps> okay, then we'll have our second pee break. Alright, and then, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, 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 so let's lay out another,
2: uh, <laughs> timeline. we'll have a an another timeline, timeline
1: here. uh, that we're definitely gonna stick to. Okay. So I, I would say we're done with side quests at this point, right? Mm-hmm. I we think finished so. those. Okay. So when we come back, are we doing the two holidays that we're celebrating in this episode, <laughs> as well as the holidays that we're explicitly not, and the holidays that we just don't know about, and then the second quiz, or are we doing the second quiz and then the
0: holidays? I think we're doing, uh, so I would pitch the second quiz, and then theoretically do the holidays, but honestly, at this point, I'm probably just going to go to bed. Um. Oh, no.
1: Ian, no. We're staying up late
0: tonight. Ian, it's a late night for us. It's a late night. I'm going to have to make my bed, because I took off my sheets to to launder them. Alright, well, we can take a lengthy pee break. Okay, let's take a break. I'll make my bed, and also go to the bathroom. We'll get oh, I'm back, John. Definitely go into the bathroom. <laughs> and we're gonna, we're gonna keep going, John. We're gonna have a podcast for these, how long, how, I feel like we've been going for about 10 hours at this point. <laughs> uh, the recording Holy is at 2.40 now. <laughs> John, you're gonna have yourself a Merry Little Christmas editing this. Uh, oh boy. man, I sure am. Oh, uh, John, what would you do if I said, oh hold, oh, I forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be fucking awful! Now it's been recording this whole oh, time, thank now, god. and I don't know what's worse. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> what you doing, John?
1: I tried to start playing some video games. Uh I realized I should not do that. <laughs>
2: Just trying
0: to sneakily start up some video games, John.
2: Yeah.
0: Believeable. Snow good. Snowgood. good. <laughs> <laughs> on, okay. well, John. Oh boy, I don't know if I can do this, John. Ian, I believe in you. Do you believe me? okay, John, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> John, that was a great joke um, and what I've got for you now, actually, is a very special treat
2: mm-hmm
0: It's a holiday it's a holiday miracle, John. It's something I've been meaning to do for a while. Yes, what I've got here for you oh your video cut out, John? Oh no, now it's just it's old, John, without Wait. a beard somehow, Skype disappeared. Skype has vanished, John.
1: It's just—it's just gone.
0: I, but I'm oh, still right, hearing right. you. Skype is. Oh, oh, oh okay. You're oh, okay. I see a. I see a. We're I see back, a John. John. What I've got for you happens. today is a little piece of research. Yeah. A little academic paper. Yes. That came out around I think 2015 or so, called "The Experimental Generation of Interpersonal Closeness." A procedure and some preliminary findings. Um, first, <laughs> corresponding author Arthur Aaron. Well, John, you might know of this study by another name, a okay. name with which it attracted some amount of um, media buzz, and that is a quiz to fall in love. Oh boy. John, what this paper presents is a study of a set of questions designed to um, stimulate, not simulate, stimulate a feeling of closeness with another person. The premise of this, John, is that it is a quiz of 36 questions where we go through and we each answer each question,
2: Mm -hmm. and by
0: the time we finish, John... We will have fallen in love. Oh wow! I've always wanted to fall in love with you, Ian. Mm-hmm. And John, seeing as it is the Christmas, it's the it's the Christmas spirit, John. The Christmas spirit is love, which is, I think, just as ill-defined as the Christmas spirit itself. But <laughs> John, are you emptying a beer into a mason jar. Ian, you gotta pour out your beers. I so you, you can't pour out your beers into a mason jar. Ian, <sighs> it's already here. It's okay, John. It's gonna we're be gonna be, be in love soon, and then we'll never yeah, have we're already to in love. With we again. don't need this. Uh, it's pretty true. It's pretty true. But John, here are the instructions. Please read carefully before continuing. This is a study of interpersonal closeness, and your task, which we think will be quite enjoyable, is simply oh, to get close to your partner. We believe that the best way for you to get close to your partner is for you to share with them, and for them to share with you. Of course, when we advise you about getting close to your partner, we are giving advice regarding your behavior in this demonstration only. And we are not advising you about your behavior outside of this demonstration, John. In order to help <laughs> the, you get close. like,
1: vaguest and biggest cop-out ever. Truly is. Also, for me, Skype
0: has disappeared now. Yeah, I, I, you're, you're gone. I think, I think Johnny Skype doesn't want us getting too close, John. Oh no. Big Skype has it out for the ASMR
1: Quest podcast.
0: It's so true. It's been from day one, John. From day one, (laughs) Skype, they've been they're nervous that we're gonna supplant them. (laughs) Not by offering a replacement to their product in the sort of direct sense, but just that when people are listening to the latest five hour long ASMR Quest podcast, they're no longer going to need to ever talk to another person. Um, and it's just going to sort of be people listening to this ASMR Quest episode in a loop forever. This oh, is my wow. prediction. Um, You've been given three sets of slips, John. Each slip has a question or a task written on it. Whew, okay. Uh, one of you should read aloud the first slip and then both do what it asks, starting with the person who read the slip aloud. When are okay. both done, go on to the second slip and so on.
2: Okay.
1: Well, you have all the slips, so you're gonna to have to read I've it got out a lot and then of slips, answer John. first for all of them.
0: Yes, it's pretty true. Um, well, maybe I'll have you answer first for some of them. We'll see. Ugh. So here we go, John. There are three sets of slips, and we begin with set one. Okay. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? <sighs> So I'm thinking about it right now, John, and I don't see an obvious option for me. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of people out there, right? Yeah. There's a lot of people to have as potential dinner guests. I think there's an issue where a lot of the people who I most like, who I am sort of most engaged with their various products, I'd be hesitant to interact with them personally. Because I feel like I'd be sort of off put it. I'd be off-put by trying to interact with these people. I sort of idolize in one form or another. Um, but I'll, I'll come out here and I'll say I think maybe the McElroy brothers. I think the, they would be an interesting set of dinner guests that I would appreciate having as company.
2: Hmm.
0: So you, John, given the choice of anyone in the world, Whom would you want to have as a dinner guest?
2: Well, listeners, we're going to get intimate now. Oh, my word. This is now a podcast intended to trigger a... S. Who I would like to have as a
0: dinner guest. <laughs> ASMR trigger John. You <laughs> did it. That was the secret to getting me on those on that tiny band wagon. Wow, I never Listeners, was. I never did
1: was. turn away from the mic as much as I could. <laughs> and
0: I'm probably oh, going to quiet that in post.
1: But so, I
2: wanna, I wanna let you in on what I'm thinking here. So, I'm thinking, I want
1: to have dinner or lunch or whatever the prompt was,
2: with a professional wrestler.
1: And even more so, I'm thinking, I want it to be a professional wrestler. Who I have a crush on
2: Oh my
0: goodness John Are there any professional lessons you have a crush on? Yes <laughs> Whoa Many
2: <laughs> What?
1: But I don't want it to be That he of Larger Perhaps Less healthy crushes Because I don't want to reveal All of my cards Quite yet Listener But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a professional wrestler who I have a bit of a crush on. Now, Ian's assertion that it was Becky Lynch was not unreasonable. But is it Becky Lynch? It's a great question, and it's a question to which I do not have the answer because. I didn't pick a professional wrestler in advance. I just started talking to this, hoping I would figure it out by the time I got to the end of this and it turns out I haven't. Wow.
0: Well John, I've got good news for you. Yes. I find myself falling asleep right now. Yeah, no. We haven't gotten to the shut holiday special. Shut <laughs> john let me <laughs> let me sort of explain to you what our holiday special is right because we came into this it's it's really the greatest christmas miracle of all <laughs> we came to this christmas special thinking think it would be a christmas special right yeah but it's actually it turns out it's been a hanukkah special this whole time <laughs> and that's important in two regards it took us eight nights to record the first regard has yes. Is that what was supposed to be a podcast of one minute is expanding out beyond reason? <laughs> um, the second important point about our Hanukkah special John, is that it turns out we're recording this uh on December twenty third. Now it was the twenty second when we started. It's the twenty third now.
1: Oh, I didn't finish my Destiny 2 quest.
0: <laughs> and John, guess what?
2: Yeah. Hanukkah's <laughs> over. <laughs> I
1: figured it was. Cause and I feel like it started a while ago. It started because, yeah. a while
0: ago. It's a pretty long holiday, but even Hanukkah has <laughs> an end. And that end has come, <laughs> listeners.
2: I hope you've enjoyed this
0: secret <laughs> Hanukkah special. <laughs>
2: You didn't get to the second
0: point. No, that was the second point, John. The first <laughs> point was that the Hanukkah is a, a festivity about the lengthening of things, right? And this has been a very long podcast.
2: Yeah. And the, the second, second point was point, just, I
0: hope you enjoyed this Hanukkah special. That, the second point is, it's a, it turns out, because if it was a Christmas special, right? like Christmas has yet to come from Uh our perspective yeah and so it would make sense for the Christmas special but it turns out the Hanukkah special this is a Hanukkah special Hanukkah's already over as is the Hanukkah special (laughs) this was the best
1: first Christmas episode we ever could
0: have (laughs) what a my goodness this is really in the new Christmas spirit I (laughs) feel
1: And listeners, New Christmas is the holiday that we are supposed to talk about here. And you're going oh, no, to hear about it in like two episodes, I guess. Because the next episode is the
0: is the New Year special.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's specials all the way down, John. Fuck. Specials till the end of days.
2: Oh my god, Ian. I thought we were to ha-
0: finish this quiz.
1: When we had our second pee break. I was thinking about re- about
2: editing this tomorrow.
1: <laughs> or Sunday.
2: Cause I only have two days. It's just like... <laughs> We've recorded for over three hours. <laughs> I've got no idea.
0: There's- <laughs> it, it didn't feel like it was all garbage. I
1: don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> But it's also like, this is a great excuse for me at some point this week and just be like, oh, family. It's great seeing you, but I gotta go play
0: Overwatch for six
2: hours.
0: (laughs) Well, hold on on You don't need to play Overwatch. You gotta edit the podcast. Yeah, but it's gonna be like so long.
1: And most of my editing is just like listening to it and making sure that it's tolerable. (laughs) <laughs> and then just releasing it anyway. <laughs>
2: but... Oh, boy. Like, So
1: usually I, like, quickly zoom through it. I, like, fix all the audio stuff. And then I, like, quickly zoom through it for content. And then I just, like, listen to it. And I'm like, eh, it's fine. Just release it. But, like, that process is going to be, like, fucking six hours now. But three of us are just going to be listening to it and just playing, like, Overwatch or Awesomenauts or
0: some shit. I don't know. Well, just think about it this way, John. If you cut off 90% of the podcast, it's only going to be, like, 30 minutes long.
1: But, like, cutting out that much is going to take me even longer than just listening to it.
2: Oh, wow. Oh my god! Because well, like you have to months... listen to
1: it and you have to find the spots where like you need to mm. cut, like start cutting and then end cutting, and then you gotta like put it together.
0: Well, but I gave you a whole bunch of those, John. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's
0: very funny, John. Oh, man. Hey, did we finish the quiz? We finished the quiz, John. We're in love now. Yeah, not... John. We got we got through half of the first question.
2: I have oh 36 my God. questions,
0: but then I was falling asleep, and I don't think this is a... I don't think this is a recipe for success. Yeah,
1: we, we have to finish it. We have
0: to finish John, it. John, we cannot finish Ian, it. just take I, a shot. We're just going to finish it real quick. Sure, John, it's, that's not the point of this quiz. It's not a quiz we can speed through. I'll give you a quiz we can speed through. If you want to finish a quiz, we can Yeah, we can, Ian, we can speed quiz. through this one. We're pros. We cannot speed through this. John, this, this quiz uh. is... Because here's the thing, John. This quiz is all about sort of deep engagement with the questions. Okay, fine.
1: All right. We'll do this on the New Year special or the new Christmas special or some other
0: fucking time. BuzzFeed, I hope you, I hope you burn to the ground. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) Oh, man. John? Yeah. We got a lot of gold in this episode. <laughs> I think
1: so. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for joining us for another high quality
2: episode. Man, ASMR
1: thank you for joining us for this this very Christmasy episode.
2: Where we talked about us. all the Christmas ASMR specials. you care
1: about and didn't get too drunk and didn't swear words at all and didn't ramble or get tired and go to bed like some
0: losers. And uh bubble 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 joke
2: John.
1: And I just got to I just got to let our our listeners know that they need to leave us
2: a five-star rating. a <laughs> review. You know what I- listeners,
0: if you give us a three-star rating, I'll understand. <laughs> I won't be thrilled, <laughs> but I'll see where you're coming from.
2: If oh, you no. give us
0: four star, I'll be that kind of please. Like, oh my god, nice. If you give us a five star, that's great. I hope you do that. Please give us a five star. But you know what? <laughs> Let's be honest. Guys. Let's be realistic here. And I feel there
1: great about this episode. I want that five star rating and review. <laughs>
0: Let's let's set realistic
1: expectations here. Yeah, John. Let's set smart goals. Smart goals. It's specific. It's measurable. <laughs> it's definitely attainable. It's definitely attainable. It's relevant to my goals of having a lot of five-star reviews. Yeah. and it's, it's timely because I want next... it as soon as this episode goes out, listeners. <laughs> you have twenty-four hours. Listeners, you can find us on Twitter at ASMR underscore quest, and you can email us at ASMRQuesting at gmail.com. And once again, just we really we really want those five star ratings and reviews.
0: After this week, I think we've <laughs> I mean, what other podcast has given you a before <laughs> editing? I can't even figure out where the where it... <laughs> Three and a half hours, John. Three and a half hours of my oh life. Oh my lives. god. Put it together, it's seven hours. That's a, that's a work day. Fuck. That's a work day <laughs> minus the lunch hour,
2: you know? Oh shit.
0: That's a working day of podcast for ya. John,
2: oh good luck god. editing this one. Fuck it. But,
0: Fuck. Oh John oh my you did it. We we did we done did it again. <laughs> Oops. Oops <laughs> We did it again, John What a goof. Oh wow. A <laughs> goof him up. Oh this is... a great gaff. Yeah, the great John hours John... ago
1: we were talking about art. We were talking about social Meads. Mm-hmm. And how it's supposed to be the art where you express yourself. And we both are just very satirical and negative about the platform. But I feel like podcasts, that's where the truth lies, Ian.
2: And
0: we've done it, John. We've really expressed Ian, ourselves.
1: If I die tomorrow, I want all this my is... loved ones to listen to this.
0: <laughs> that's your will and testament. Also, I, I Ian, want all my- You gotta
1: hide all my porn
0: i to delete my point? browser history.
1: In. Okay, I'll delete Burn your my apartment to the
0: ground. <laughs> I don't know that that's legal. I don't know that I'm I'm legally allowed to do that. I had some point I was making, but I've forgotten it.
1: This is a beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful uh evening.
0: <laughs> what a what a treat for the senses. Oh
1: man. And I'm only home or I'm only in my apartment like Two days this next week, but I really hope you join me for one of those so we can just like record our New Year's episode then together in one room.
0: Hashtag one room. Hashtag the room.
1: Hashtag together at last. Hashtag Hashtag tearing
0: me
2: apart.
1: Partners for life. Hashtag
0: I love you.
2: Hashtag
0: like yourself. (sighs) (laughs) statingly <laughs> <laughs>